Hey Bubblies, and welcome to a mini-bubble of this little old podcast, My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and are you ready, Bubblies? Good, because you're fucking going to Sudbury, Ontario, where in today's mini-bubble, I just gotta take a moment for Shorzy, the hilarious Letterkenny spinoff now available on Hulu. So a brief history of who Shorzy is. Uh, it's a, he was a side character. Uh, it first introduced in Letterkenny. We never saw his face. He's always talking shit, a.k.a. chirping at Riley and Jonesy, two hockey player characters from Letterkenny, uh, whose mom's Shorzy is wheeling. But we actually find out in the Shorzy series that they were wheeling him, allegedly. So there's not much given to us uh, in Letterkenny about this character, which I admit did make me a little nervous when the spinoff was announced because I'm kind of like, well, how are they going to what what is the show going to be? Is it just going to be Shorzy chirping and talking shit? And it will seeing his face kind of take away from like the, the mystery of the character. Um, but no, they did a great job of setting up who Shorzy is uh, in that first episode without needing to see Letterkenny. And almost immediately start fleshing him out as a real character, a real person that kind of has a heart. Who fucking knew? I just hit my mic stand. I got so excited. So in Letterkenny, in the series Letterkenny, we find out that Shorzy will be leaving and heading for Sudbury, Ontario, where there is where he will end up playing hockey for the Sudbury Bulldogs. In the final episode of this, their most recent season, season 10, I believe, uh, we see Shorzy and Shorzy and Wayne actually have a they this is like the first time that they meet and come face to face. Shorzy, the character being played by Jared Kesso, who also plays Wayne in Letterkenny. So they actually kind of they actually kind of meet and it's I don't know, it just tickles me. But at the end of the episode, at the end of that season, we see Shorzy arrive to Sudbury. And then, bam, he's in Sudbury <laughs> and he's playing hockey. So he he lives in this town. He's moved to this town now where there is a ridiculously high number of beautiful women, which I think is just kind of a nice and funny way to address that. They've got they hire attractive females for these two series and just kind of leaves it at that, and I think that's fine. So Shorzy plays for the Sudbury Bulldogs, a triple-A whale shit hockey team league something. I don't watch hockey. I don't follow hockey, so I don't really understand all the lingo, but that's just what they kind of refer to it uh, throughout the season. And they're not doing so well. They have not won a single game, and Shorzy hates to lose, and he never wants to lose again. So he promises to whip up the team, bring in some new players, even though none of them have played in a while, to get those W's. And if they lose, he has promised their GM, Natalie, they'll fold. And she takes them up on it. She has it printed in the local newspaper, and because and she is a woman that sticks to her word. So that's pretty much the setup for season one. Uh, this will contain spoilers for the entire series or for the entire season. So uh, just be aware of that, that I'm going to spoil the shit out of this out of this show. So 
and I'll try and make it so it's not just me gushing and quoting the series, even though that's going to be really fucking hard to do because uh, this show is great. I love it because um, I love Letterkenny so much. Those that know me know how much I love it and know how much how many times I've rewatched the series. So I was kind of curious as to how this was going to compare to Letterkenny in terms of the writing, the story, the characters, the flow and everything. So I would say that the biggest difference between Letterkenny, the series, and Shorzy is that, in my opinion, I think Letterkenny is more about the writing. That kind of fast-paced, like Gilmore Girls-level fast-talking, uh, a lot of pop culture references, a lot of Canadian references, uh, which I didn't get, and that's fine. I had fun going down that YouTube rabbit hole to try and understand all the references. And there's really no main plot for each season of Letterkenny. Maybe a little bit. Maybe, you know, like the season where Wayne wants is trying to find a new girlfriend and everything. It's kind of addressed throughout the season, but it's not like it's not like how we're used to seeing, I guess, in more of a traditional sitcom. So, whereas Shorzy, there is a plot. There is a main plot for the season, and that is to get the Bulldogs to a winning status or at least a respected status for the town because the town has turned their back on them because they haven't won like for like 20 fucking games. So you're kind of rooting for these underdogs, these under bulldogs uh, to pull through. The writing is still on point. It's still really, really funny. It's very, a lot more like hockey based because it's more of a hockey show. Uh, but you don't need to know hockey or be a fan of hockey to or understand hockey to appreciate the writing and the humor in this. So I I love that because it feels very like accessible for everyone. Again, you don't have to be a hockey fan to enjoy enjoy Shorzy. You don't have to have had watched all of Letterkenny to enjoy Shorzy. Those that felt really hard to say, uh, but it definitely helps. And as like I said, as a giant fan of Letterkenny, I highly recommend going through and rewatching that whole series. There's ten seasons; they're all on uh, Hulu. The seasons are short, the episodes are short, so it goes really fast. You, you'll sit down to start watching it, and then the next thing you know, you're like three seasons in. You're just like, "What happened to my day?" And you're like, "Ah, fuck it, I spent it in Letterkenny." Okay, so real quick, uh, some of the different characters I want to uh, mention and just kind of gush over a little bit. So, of course, Shorzy. Again, I love that they kind of just right away started fleshing out this character. We see that he's emotional. He cries. And I love that. He's emotional about hockey and never wanting to lose again and anything having to do with hockey. But... Who would have thought Shorzy was going to be such a softy when it comes to that kind of stuff? I mean, I guess we could have assumed because of his work ethic that we see with him training for hockey, training for hockey, tra training to play hockey. Oh, my God. I feel like Nat right now and trying to rap singer, rap artist. <laughs> um, 
so I guess it isn't too much of a surprise, but that he's so open about what will make him cry or that he's trying not to cry. I just absolutely love that. Um, I also love how, you know, at first he's kind of always telling Sanguinette to shut the fuck up. You know, he doesn't think he's that great of a player. But once it comes down to it, Shorzy recommends Sanguinette to be the team's coach. And Sanguinette's a little unsure at first and has Shorzy kind of help him out for that first game. But after that, Sanguinette finds his footing and just kind of starts killing it as a coach. And the way way Shorzy is just so proud of him. And what does he say in the... In the one scene, hold on. Uh, when when Sanguinette wants to take the pictures of the injured players and show them to like the league council or whatever, show what like the Sioux did to them, and that they should get the suspension or disqualification, the sussy whatever. Uh, the Shorzy's reaction to that of just kind of being shocked and so proud and just being like he's really coming into his own he's adapting to his role and it cracks me up every single fucking time because to hear Shorzy say that is hilarious but I love it because he isn't just like some asshole he respects his teammates he even tells Sanguinette that uh, when they're hanging out he's like you know because Sanguinette's like you can't keep telling me to shut the fuck up or something and and Shorzy's basically like well I've got your back and as long as you've got my back you know it's all good (laughs) so that's that's their kind of team building camaraderie and what have you but uh, Sanguinette just immediately starts killing it as the coach with his uh cute little suit his little leisure suit Sanger and I just think He is adorable. Uh, Harlan Blaine, and I apologize, I tried to look up how to pronounce the last name, uh, but I couldn't find it in time uh, before starting recording this little mini bubble. But the way it's written, I want to almost pronounce it as uh, as a cute way hat, which I am almost 100% sure that is not how it's actually pronounced but it's spelled K-Y-T-W-A-Y-H-A-T. So my little mnemonic device to remember a little bit of at least how it's kind of spelled and possibly pronounced is way cute. (laughs) Harlan Blayton is way cute. He is adorable, and I can't wait to see him continue to play this character and, again, really adapting to this role, to his role as the team coach and bringing them together and really having the confidence to do that. I love seeing that uh, in this character where he was, he was unsure and he needed Shorzy to help back him up. But like right after that, he's like, Nope. And he takes responsibility for that. And he's like, that was on me having Shorzy call those shots for that first game. But he's confident now that he can do that. And I, I love it. And I, like I said, I cannot wait to see, more of Harlan playing this character because not only is it, is he adorable, um, but he's super adorable. <laughs> and I, I love it. It's just, it's great. I also have to give this show all the props, 
for their representation with indigenous actors and not just that, but then indigenous women in positions of power. Uh, we have Nat, Zig, and Wig, and they are in charge. They're the general manager managers of the Sudbury Bulldogs, Blueberry Bulldogs. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and then we, we meet like the league council, and that's a trio of women as well. And we learn that Nat's mom was uh, the GM for uh, for the Bulldogs. So we have this generation of powerful women or women in power, positions of power, calling the shots, uh, running the league council, saying kind of what goes and everything. And I love it. They they're they don't back down. They stand firm to what they believe in terms of like with the league and with the hockey, with the hockey and with the team. <laughs> I'm super knowledgeable about hockey, as you all can tell, I'm sure. But we've got these badass ladies, and they are just wonderful to watch. They are funny. The writing for them is great. The back and forth between Zig, Wig, Shorzy, and Sanguinette. Um, the, I think it's Zig, the one that starts crushing on Sanguinette uh, kind of towards the end. Because, I mean, how can you not? Leisure Suit Singer, again, adorable. But I think that's great. And then even the players. We've got the three gyms on the team. <laughs> And I love that they're all named Jim. They all want to go by Jim because that's their name and that's what they prefer. And they the team accommodates that. And then not only that, but then through the run of the season, we see how much they just love and respect the gyms. And the gyms being like their big brute enforcer fighter types on ice. I'm just going to stop fucking trying. They, they're out there, you know, blocking and, you know, doing the beating up <laughs> holy shit this is bad <laughs> but they're so kind and they're so respectful uh, the gyms are towards the rest of the team and the team reciprocates that and the amount of like gushing that goes on uh, like even from Shorzy about the gyms is just so adorable and so sweet and again he's just who knew Shorzy could be such a good fucking guy he's a real good guy so some of the other teammates that Shorzy brings in is Dolo, and he is played by Jonathan Ismail Diaby, and his character speaks French and is a rapper, artist, rap game guy. <laughs> and I also love how uh, when Shorzy is introducing the new team players through the, uh, uh, the, oh God, what were they called? The... Shit, now I forgot. But the little portfolio things, but Sanger had already sent the PDF, the GPS, whatever file. But he's going over the new players, and Nat kind of keeps fumbling over, like, if it's just a rapper or if they just rap. So that's a fun little wordplay and kind of writing and, and all of that. And it's just, it's so funny. And the actress that plays Nat, uh, Tessa, uh, Tessia Teals, does a really good job just with the character and uh, just these different interactions and everything. So, but the other teammates again, so we've got Dolo, he's the rapper. Uh, he's French and I love him. I, <laughs> I don't know why it's like, but I just, I love all these characters. I think all these characters are great and they're fun to watch. 
Then we have uh, Ted Hitchcock, and the real fun thing about his name is if you say it real fast, it sounds like 10-inch cock, and that he's played by Terry Ryan. Then we have J.J. Frankie J.J., who's those who are familiar with Letterkenny will remember that character from pop, uh, having popped up in an episode in here, here and there and just getting beat the fuck up uh, by Shorzy. <laughs> As we see through the little kind of uh, montage in the first episode of Shorzy, which again is just a really great way to introduce the character without needing to go and watch Letterkenny or really even, I mean, you could watch like the best of Shorzy clips and stuff on YouTube. And those are just fun to fucking watch. And I highly recommend them, uh, given those a couple of views, uh, but, but not needed because not necessary, because again, they just did a really good job setting up this character, how we knew him from Letterkenny uh, in this first, in the first episode of Shorzy. And then we've got Brant Goody Goodleaf played by Andrew Antsanen. I really should have looked all these names up before I attempted to say them, but uh, I enjoy his character as well. He's got a couple of catchphrases, you know, different things are unbelievable or settle down. Sticks are unbelievable. Tacos are unbelievable, which is both absolutely 100% true. And then we have Michaels, played by Ryan McDonald, who starts off as the coach and then is fired, but then is come is brought back as the goalie. <laughs> And in the scene where Nat goes to recruit him, he's got his dick out. And that just makes me laugh so fucking much. And it's out for a while. And she tries to tell him several times that his dick is out. But he's just in, in a dark spot. But he comes back and Shorzy and him eventually kind of make up. And Shorzy even like gives him a compliment uh, in that last episode of, of how well Michael's has been playing his heart out. So I think that's I think that's awesome. I love that we can see we see that Shorzy's capable of like growth and change and and whatnot and he's not just stuck being like an asshole or anything. That he when he sees good hockey playing, he respects that and he will acknowledge that. And I think that's amazing. Oh, want to go back to Nat real quick because uh in that last episode when she's being interviewed uh, by, what is the character's name? Laura Moore, played by Camille Sullivan. And why Nat loves hockey players. You know, they, uh, uh, Laura says that Nat's got a bit of a soft spot for Shorzy, and Nat admits that. But it's not just the ho- it's not just Shorzy, but it's all hockey players. And her reasoning for it, that they are, uh, a, they're truly a team. And that when, but when they, when they lose, the individual player feels that and they take responsibility for it. But when they win as a team, it's all about winning as a team. And there is no I in T-E-A-M, which I don't know how true of like a, of a statement that is a generalization of hockey players, but I hope it is because I really love that. It, It sounds like a really, it sounds like good sportsmanship is still out there. There's still that sense of like, you know, being a team and operating as a team, winning as a team and losing as a team. Uh, so I, I really loved that. And just the way that that was shot too, where it kind of, we see this realness in that and this almost vulnerability because of how much 
the in the moment she expresses how much she loves hockey and kind of like how important it is to her. So I really, really love that. And especially, again, coming from like a woman who is so knowledgeable about hockey. Not this woman, not the one speaking right now. I know shit. I know there's a stick and a puck and some nets and skates and ice. Maybe that's all I need to know. I don't know. But I, I love it. So just her passion and that how her passion almost matches Shorzy's passion. Uh, but they, they show it in different ways. Speaking of Laura Moore, uh, she is a reporter that Shorzy is just smitten with. And it is really funny and cute and a little unsettling, uh, much like when he says how good good he'd be to her uh that whole exchange their back and forth is just really kind of fun to watch because again we're getting this new side of Shorzy granted yeah we didn't we didn't have much uh about Shorzy to go off of from Letterkenny very very much a blank slate so given this show gave uh Jacob Tierney and Jared Kesso a chance to really just kind of mold the character and create and and just start fresh almost so they really could have taken this character any which direction, and I. But I love the path that they chose uh, for Shorzy, and then see, and then being able to see these softer sides, these ten ply sides of Shorzy. But the way he is just kind of starstruck, almost, and just kind of googly eye over Laura, and the way that she just kind of loves it, needs it up, and she even says that the consistency is charming. There's just something about him I guess so that's that's a really cute fun exchange and again just seeing that softer side maybe maybe a more romantic side to Shorzy although I'm not entirely sure (laughs) how romantic Shorzy could be but you never know maybe he'll will come back in a season with a second season and see a little bit more of that or not it's fine if he does not have a romantic pairing I'm totally okay with that but this back and forth with him and Laura Moore is just, it's just so much fun to watch. So in this series, we also get a little more backstory about Shorzy's family life. Uh, there's an episode that starts off with him at a family reunion. It's a very colorful family. And we come to find out that his dad is, who's played by Scott Thompson, who was a kid in the hall, is a, a foster father. To all these, uh, at least the three other people he's at sitting with at the table. So he's got two foster sisters, a black woman, a Asian woman, and a black guy. And they were all raised up by Scott Thompson's character, uh, Shorzy's dad. Kind of seeing that, I, I really like that. I really, really like that. A, a positive foster family, a family that grew up loving and supporting each other. And even though the two sisters are now engaged, but they're not blood related, so they do have their dad's blessing. But that whole scene was fucking hilarious. But just the closeness, again, and that softness of Shorzy we see here and how just getting along with his family and how he's got a family and a big family. And they all are there at this reunion. They all seem to really love each other and like respect each other and everything and and kind of even get along which is kind of odd for maybe some of us this whole concept of a family that gets along 
Uh, <laughs> but it was it was really fun and interesting to see and kind of get a little bit a little bit of a peek into into Shorzy's like childhood and stuff. So and then I think they even later explain that that kind of explains because there was no mother in the picture. It was just their foster father, just their dad and no mom. And that that's why he's kind of has his mom fetish. And that why that's why he digs on the older ladies, because he does tell like Zig and Wig that they are too young for him. <laughs> Even tells Nat that if she was just 15 years older. <laughs> so I did. I just I really appreciated seeing a little bit of that uh, kind of backstory to the character a little bit into his childhood. And that it didn't have to be anything where like he was, he like came from like a, a an unloving home or any kind of like abusive home. And, and this is a comedy series and I don't see them really going super dark like that or any, or super heavy like that. But it was just nice that here we have a foster family that loves, cares and respects each other. And where it's like a, I feel like it's a best case scenario for for kids growing up in foster care and for a parent and adult to be a foster parent. So just I love that positive uh, picture representation, whatever you want to call it um, on screen there and for this character. All right, let's see what else have I got here that I want to kind of get out real quick. Um, oh. Uh, we have little cameos from Jacob Tierney and Jonathan Torrens. Uh, Jacob is the director for the director and one of the creators, writers for both Shorzy and Letterkenny alongside Jared Kesso, who again plays uh, Shorzy and Wayne from Letterkenny. And I just have to say real quick to Jared Kesso, uh, fucking phenomenal job, dude. Like I, I, I don't see Wayne at all. It's just Shorzy. So how you're just such a great actor where I don't even see this very well-known, well-loved character that I personally absolutely adore Wayne. And for you to go and play this kind of totally different type of character and just letting, just leaving Wayne behind and really blossoming into Shorzy. <laughs> it might sound kind of weird, but it's just, it's, it's amazing. I wasn't sure if I would be able to suspend my disbelief long enough to be like, no, it's just Wayne in a backwards hat. It's not. It's, it's Shorzy. And, and I, and it's just done so well. And I think that just shows the, the writing and the care that went into uh, the show and creating these characters. So, but uh, Jacob shows up as an, an announcer type. I'm <laughs> their names. Let's see. It's he plays uh, Benny and Jonathan Torrens, who is from uh, Trailer Park Boys and is he's Noah Dick <laughs> uh, from Letterkenny. And uh, but I always I first saw him in uh, Trailer Park Boys as J-Rock. And one of my favorite fucking J-Rock lines ever is him and his and his buddies sitting around and one guy behind him holds up a flag with like an eagle or something a, a big bird on it and j-rock gets kind of upset that the guy's holding up the flag and he's like we're motherfuckers not motherfuckers and it kills me and that 
line lives rent free in my fucking head. And just the other day, it randomly came up. And oh, yeah, when my husband and I were watching Shorzy and uh, his character pops up because he also plays a uh, an announcer type Remy. But we just we both started giggling. It's always going to be J-Rock uh, or some kind of amalgamation of J-Rock. I don't think I said that word right. Of J-Rock and Noah Dick. But the motherfuckers line came in my head and we could not fucking stop giggling. It is one of my favorites J-Rock lines, J-Rock moments uh, from Trailer Park Boys. Um, but yeah, they pop up and... They the caption says indistinguishable French is what they're speaking and they seem to repeat their names quite a bit. So it was we get a little bit of them. It was really fun to see them. And I I hope that continues. They they, even the little bit that they're on uh, kind of kind of scene stealers. But, you know, when you when you see Jacob and you maybe think Glenn and or you see Jonathan, you think uh, Noah or J-Rock, you're just, you're, you're kind of glued and you're, you're instantly hooked, you know, if you're fans of those shows and those characters, which we are. So I was like, yay, (laughs) especially at the end, uh, when Jacob's character, Benny takes off his wig and starts whipping it around. Hilarious. I love those guys. They're, they're great, great addition (laughs) to, to the series. So to, I guess, spoil the ending, um, you know, so the whole season, Shorzy's all about uh, getting the W's, never losing again, and they they start a small winning streak. They don't ask how, they ask how many. So they've got two. Two is a streak. Uh, so there's, but there's all this pressure about not only winning and never losing again, but for Nat and Zig and Wig to get the butts in seats and to start filling the barn which is what they call where they play hockey, I guess. <laughs> uh, and and if they lose, if the Bulldogs lose, they fold. And uh, Nat is a woman of her word. So we see in that last episode, they're up against the Sioux, and the Sioux are so fucking good. And it's not looking good. It's not looking good for our under, bull, our, our under Bulldogs. And so they develop a whole new plan of, well, if we can't win – if we can't beat them, we're going to beat them. We're going to going to give them the lumber boys, which apparently is hockey for beat the shit out of them with their hockey sticks, which makes sense because, you know, what the sticks are made out of. Um, So they do such a good job. They come up with this whole plan. So the the other team are avoiding the gyms because uh, the Sioux have playoffs, so they're not going to risk really getting hurt. Uh, but now that the Bulldogs are just kind of in fuck it mode. Let's give them a show. They decide that the rest of the team will take on the Sioux and give them the lumber. And it's on the gyms to go and score those last score in uh, for the Bulldogs in the barn, in their home. I feel really awkward talking hockey lingo. It does not feel natural. So I apologize if it, if it sounds as awkward as it feels. Because it feels really awkward for me, and I'm sorry. But they come up with this whole plan, and they score. They score a goal, and but they're not going to win. And so Nat knows this, and she's worried that she's going to have to have to fold. They get the butts and seats. Everyone's cheering, and even at the end of the game, they didn't. They didn't win. The the 
the hockey match game, but they won the hearts of Sudbury, and the town is back to support them. They're cheering them on. They loved what they saw, and now the plan is to not fold, but come back and get them again uh, in the playoffs or something. I don't know, uh, but to t- to actually take them out, like not take them out, but you know, the the. <laughs> Do the hockeying back and forth. <laughs> so Nat feels like she's in a bit of an awkward position because she always does what she says. Uh, but this time, as Shorzy points out, she doesn't have one player saying that they will never lose again. He, she's got the whole team saying it. And I, I love that his... He's he's very inspirational. Shores, who knew Shorzy was going to be so fucking inspirational, so fucking supportive? But it's almost like, God, you almost get a little verklempt towards the end there when he gives the line that, you know, you had that was back when you had one guy saying you'll never lose again. Now you have 16. And he kind of doesn't say it, but he definitely alludes that he will promise to work out and tra- properly train so they can come back and be strong and ready to go up against the Sioux the next time they see them. And then we kind of end with a nice little Rocky-esque moment of the team running through the jogging through the streets of Sudbury and then the people coming out and following along and running along behind them. And it's just, it's so feel good. Who knew this show was going to be so, like, such kind of like a feel-good show? It makes me smile. I smile while I watch it. It's funny. The writing is great. I love the acting. I love these. I love the actors. Some kind of newer faces, at least for me. Uh, I think Harlan's only had, like, a handful of other acting gigs prior to this uh, series. So it's, it's really nice. It's really kind of fresh to see all of that. And just makes me excited for a second season, which as of the date of this recording has not been announced yet. So I'm hoping that is just on the horizon. I'm hoping we get that sooner than later. And I hope this show goes on for as many seasons as Letterkenny has gone on for. Uh, Letterkenny is 10 and counting. I think they've got a season 11 kind of done or almost done. They just haven't announced when it will drop yet. Um, I don't know if there's a trailer or anything, so I'll have to look that up. But I it, it's I didn't realize how much I was going to love this show, especially since I was a little nervous and had some uh, hesitations about it when the when the spinoff was first announced. But I've really enjoyed what they've done. I really like that they really did have just kind of a blank slate with the Shorzy character from Letterkenny. And they were able to mold him into this great (laughs) character to watch. He's, you know, he's all about, oh, God, and the drumsticks. Oh, shit, I almost forgot about the fucking drumsticks and the game stick and watching how the team works through how they're going to pass out uh, the the stick of the game and who all gets the sticks and that they're going to make a small thing out of it for their MVP. And then everybody gets a stick and everyone's all for that. You know, of course they verify with the gyms and the gyms are for it. So since the gyms are good with it, then Shorzy's good with it. And I also fucking love that again, just the love and respect that they have the whole team has for the gyms and they don't, they're not big talkers and that's quite all right. They are, they are their own presence and I love them. I love all, all of them. I love all the characters so fucking much. Even Michael's. 
And that's not just because we saw his dick. Maybe a little bit. But when we first see them, because the players are staying at Shorzy's, in Shorzy's apartment, and he hands out the drumsticks, they all have bowls. They're all eating over bowls. So, like, Shorzy cares about, like, the appearance of his apartment, too. He doesn't want crumbs all over the floor. <laughs> So it's kind of like these little things. Oh, and then he gives them shit for not calling their parents after having landed and, and been in town for several hours. And so we see the guys in the background eating their sticks and on the phone. And we see that again at the end of the uh, end of the season. And I love it. He's just such a he's about he, oh God, just a fucking softy. That man is 10 ply times two. Very, very soft. And I love it. I just, uh, have I said how much I loved it? Because I don't know if I've really conveyed how much I truly enjoy it. But it's been, this this first season is great. I've watched it a few times and I'm going to continue to rewatch it. It'll be part of my, when I do my Letterkenny rewatches. Because again, it just puts a smile on my face. It's funny. It's heartwarming. <laughs> and... <laughs> Michael's has his dick out. <laughs> so that's really all I guess I have to say for now about Shorzy. I'm sure after a few more rewatches, there'll be other things that I may have may pick up on uh, that I've maybe missed or realized now I have a new funny line or a new funny scene or a new favorite episode. Uh, but for now, that will do it <laughs> for me. But this has been unbelievable. Yeah, so thanks for listening and keep streaming. Bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming. <laughs>